Welcome to a special edition of Sassy Nation on this Tuesday, the 26th of July, 2022. Yep, last Tuesday of July, and now we're going to head on into the dog days of summer in August. So today I have a very special guest. I have Joey from Ice Cold Takes. He does the Ice Cold Takes podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Ice Cold Takes P-O-D. Hey, Joey, what's going on? How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, thank you. So we're going to, you know, hockey's a little dead, but we'll, we'll get into a little hockey talk. And then, of course, it's the Subway Series, which still still fans like the Subway Series. I know the players don't really, they say they don't really care about it, but there are fans that still, like, love the Subway Series. So we'll get into that, too. Sounds good. All right. So um, what do you think's happening with hockey right now? Anything that you hear of? Any rumors or anything? haven't really heard of anything especially from the rangers front right now all we're all the rangers need to do is resign capo caco doesn't look like tyler mott's gonna be brought back because the rangers have limited cap space so caco being resigned whenever that happens that seems to be the last item to cross off on the rangers offseason checklist before we get into preseason and training camp which is which starts in september uh, preseason games start at the end of September. I have them pulled up now. September 26th looks like the first game. Uh, Rangers play the Islanders, so we have a we have a little little while to go. About two months, almost yeah, exactly two months for before that happens. So in the meantime, I guess we can talk about some baseball. Uh, but yeah, Kako being re-signed is the last thing that Rangers need to do for the off season. Yep, I know, and all fans are all freaking out about it because I see it every single day on Twitter. How? Uh, oh my God! Just sign him already. Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of logistics that go into resigning a guy, so they gotta they gotta go through all the motions first before they can just sign him. And I know they offered him an offer sheet, so now it's up to other teams to then counter the offer sheet if they wanted him. But I don't really see that happening. So, you know, in due time, I think they'll they'll definitely sign him. I mean, training camp, like you said, doesn't start till September. Um, he's probably still out of the country because it's the summer summer break. So. Maybe by mid-August, maybe we'll hear something, unless we hear it before then. Yeah, I wouldn't even freak out about it. I, I don't expect another team to offer sheet him. I don't have a lot of faith in other NHL GMs, except for Steve Eiserman, really, to, to like make an offer sheet. We have it, we've only seen a couple within the past like 10 years, and they've all come within the past like three years, really. It was like Ajo, uh, the one year from the Canadians, and then Kakaniemi from the Canes. Uh, the Canes offer sheeted talking the Emmy from from the the Canadians. So uh, yeah, it's not. I don't think I don't think a team's gonna you know try and steal Kako away from the Rangers. I don't expect that to happen. But yeah, I wouldn't freak out about it at all. Yeah, I know. And I I think if they wanted to steal him, they would have stole them already by now. Uh, you know, sure. I mean, it's yep. it's already it's gonna be August first. I mean, you want to get your team together and you want to have like mostly your team set by now. Because um, I just think all the trades that had to be done in the NHL already done. Like Matthew Kuchuk was the last one. I don't see them trading. I don't see Chicago trading Patrick Kane unless like we're talking by deadline and you know, the Chicago Blackhawks are out of it. Um, and maybe he'll, they'll trade him to a contender. But other than that, I think everything is pretty much set in stone. Yeah. Patrick Kane definitely looks like he's going to, going to be traded. If he's going to be traded, it's going to be at the deadline. You know, not, right now he, he seems okay, like, okay playing in Chicago for at least, first half of the season up until the, the all-star game, the trade deadline around that area. But he definitely wants to win. He's on the last year of his deal. And 
if you get to the deadline, Chicago can retain 50% of that salary, maybe get a little bit more back in the trade. But they definitely don't want to lose him for nothing because if he gets to free agency, I don't think he, he'll go back there. But I don't think that's he's going to get to free agency with no. Chicago. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Um, and then, like, for the Ranger fans and stuff, I don't think – I think we have to just wait and see how the season actually plays out to see exactly um, what – what what we'll do at the at the trading deadline because like like we did last season we got our few pieces that we needed to give us a push and they gave us a push I mean we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals so I think Jury's going to do the exact same thing um, you know Tyler Mott obviously is not going to probably be a Ranger unless by some miraculous way he finds the money to actually pay him uh, but other than that I you know I don't really see Rangers really doing anything right now it'd be they'd have to do something pretty significant to be able to re-sign Mott and Kako because right now the Rangers only have $2 million, around $2 million in cap space. So like a Reeves or a Lindgren would have to be traded and neither of those guys are going anywhere. Yeah, no, no. If they ever traded Lindgren, they'd have me on their freaking front step. Like, <laughs> no, no, because I, this is my point of view. I really believe he should be captain. He was captain of the junior hockey team when he, junior championships. So he knows how to be a captain. And I really, like, I, I get into arguments all the time with people about this. I don't feel Chris Kreider is captain material. Now, I'm sorry to offend all you people who believe in Chris Kreider as captain. Because just because he hugs every single player at the end of the game does not mean that that makes him captain. <laughs> like, oh, he hugs. That's always what I get. Well, he hugs every player and he waits for Mika. Yes, well, he waits for Mika because they have a bromance. Hello? He does not wait. He, he hugs every player because that's just what he likes to do. But like that doesn't mean that he's a leader. Um, I don't see him as a as a captain. I see Ryan Lindgren as a captain. I don't. I even see Jacob Truba as a captain. I don't see Chris Kreider as a captain. So if I offend you all, sorry, but that's just my opinion. So you're speaking more on Lindgren's example that he sets on the ice, you know, right? Taking, yes. Going all in, blocking shots. You know defending lead stuff like that I could see yeah he definitely has some leadership qualities and it's one of the things that I've certainly thought of over the past few years in terms of like oh who's going to be the next Rangers captain you know I, I mean as of right now I would have said Kreider but there's not really one clear cut like yeah this guy should be captain it's not like the years where we had Callahan where it's like yeah he's this guy's clearly the one that should be captain right it's not like you know I uh, when when the Rangers had Zuccarello, I always thought he should have been the captain at some point. He should have been the captain just because of how he played on the ice. Right. Five foot, five foot nothing, basically. Plays like he's six foot. I talk about it all the time on my show. That's the example you want to set, especially for, you know, a young team that we have. So I don't, I don't know what the Rangers are going to do in terms of captaincy for next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they go again with, Yep. Six alternates again. But, you know, the Rangers need a captain eventually. I think maybe they're waiting for, like, Lafreniere or for Fox maybe to kind of step up or for Lindgren to kind of grow a little bit older or, you know, maybe stand up in the in the locker room and say some stuff. I, I, I think Lindgren does it. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it already. But right. his example on the ice is, is definitely second to none. Right. I mean, he, I mean, you know, he, he was hurt. He comes out, he blocks shocks while he's freaking ass hurt. I mean, I can't, I have a back injury right now. I don't even know how the hell he can actually play with an injury, let alone block the shot, forecheck, back check, 
hit guys, go for pucks, get the puck, shoot the puck, and all while he's hurt. And I'm like, wow, that's great. But that's not the only reason why. I mean, he also defends every single player on that ice. He takes no crap from anybody on the ice. He, you know, he's he's out there defending all his teammates all the time. Um, I think, and he's selfless, and he puts the team ahead of himself. So, I mean, that's what you want for a captain. Um, that's like leadership to me. And he probably does say things in the locker room. I mean, we're not in the locker room to even know who stands up in the locker room and says things. I can see him saying things in the locker room. I can see Goodrow standing up and saying things in the locker room. I can see Kreider saying things in the locker room. Okay. But to me, what got me to not think about Kreider was at when they got eliminated by Tampa and the media, we had the media day like that Monday after, and he stood out there and he said, I can't be proud yet of what these guys have done and what we've done. I'm like, uh, what? I know you're upset about losing, but you don't want to come out and say, well, I can't be proud yet <laughs> because that's not what you want a leader to say. You want your leader to be like, okay, I'm very proud of what we've done and what we've accomplished, but I'm still feel empty that we lost, period. You don't want to say, well, because I'm so empty inside, I can't be proud of what we've accomplished. I'll have to wait until, uh, you know, summer to think about it. You know, that's, that's what got me. I was like, oh, no, no, that is not leadership material. Yeah, I, under, I understand where you're coming from with, with that. With that. Um, yeah, it's okay. it's okay to be upset, but it's not okay to, you know, take it out on like the team like in whatever comment that he made i actually had no idea that that he said that i was i was listening to the post game pressers immediately after they lost game six to tampa bay and obviously you could see that he was visibly upset it took forever to answer the question he typically does that Kreider when asked a thought-provoking question he'll he'll sit there and think about what he what he has to say before giving his answer. So, I mean, that that's catching me by surprise, I'd say, that kind right. of answer that he gave. Yeah, that but was... When he accepted the extra effort award, you knew that meant something. Like, that yes. was... Like, whatever he was saying, he really meant that because you could see in his eyes, like, there was tears in his eyes when he accepted the award, when he was talking about the award, even in the post in the post game, that, uh, you know, it meant so much to him. It was... It meant more to him then reaching the cup finals and going to the all-star game twice representing the Rangers, you know, so that's, that's also something that I take into consideration for, for captaincy, just, you know, the little things too, but yeah, I, I could see Lindgren being a future captain on the, on the Rangers. I won't disagree with you there. He yeah, reminds yeah. me a lot of Dan Girardi, who was yes. you know, one of my favorite Rangers, but a lot of people yes. think that, you know, Lindgren's career kind of projects like Girardi's where, you know, he's good in the very beginning, but as he gets older, you know, it's harder to to stay, to, to keep up that kind of, you know, staying good, like being all over the ice in the defensive zone, blocking every shot kind of, kind of wears down on you, don't you think? Oh, probably, most definitely. But, you know, I mean, we'll see how he's built. I mean, he's he could be built different than Girardi. I mean, to me, I mean, I, I, mean, I see the definitely – uh, you know, the similarities between him and Girardi, without a doubt. But we'll see how, you know, how he's built, like physically. If he's if he's built a little bit better physically and he keeps himself in physical shape well, like right now during the off offseason um, and doesn't, like, you know, do too much physical uh, activities like, you know, basketball and, all the, and they do all this other stuff during the, um, the summer and stuff, then we'll see. But I definitely can see him as a captain. And I definitely can see 
them probably maybe going six, which means because Ryan Strom is gone, they have to give the A to somebody else because Ryan Strom had the other A. And now I that he's Lindgren gone, should get it. Sorry right, to cut I you think off, they should. Lindgren is a good candidate for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think even if they start like that and they give him the A and then from the A, give him the C. Um, I know there was rumors last year that Jacob Chuva was going to be captain and they nixed it and then they went six. Um, I can see even Jacob Chuva being the captain. I mean, that's my second choice. My third would be them. My third would probably be Chris as my third and maybe very far away third. But um, I can definitely see them as captains. So the we'll just have th- to. The, yep. the, not to cut you off again, but the only <laughs> thing I could see with naming Truba captain is I think the Rangers might have to move on from him within the next two off seasons because they're not going to have a lot of room to work with in terms of salary for the for his contract. It's going to be very difficult to keep guys like Lafreniere and Miller and yep. still try and improve the team. Like It's either you re-sign Lafreniere and Miller and then keep the rest of the team the exact same or you trade Truva and then re-sign the two the two kids and then you'll have enough room possibly to make an act one acquisition and it's not even a big name acquisition but I could see I don't see Truba being captain as much as I love him I don't see him being captain of the Rangers right and to, to, to go back with the cap salary um, Jacob Truba's cap is nine percent of the cap Panarin's is 13 percent so if they're going to trade anybody, I would believe they would trade Panarin, uh, not Jacob. But you never know. Uh, I, look at what they've done. They've traded how many captains on this team in the past? Ryan McDonough traded. That's Ryan true. Callahan traded. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, I, I would be surprised if they if they moved on from Panarin now because he's a proven 100-point scorer. The Rangers have have needed that for so many years. And he's done exactly what – they've asked him to do since coming over to the team so i i'll push back on you with that i don't think panarin i don't think panarin is the the likely candidate to go to, uh, no i know it's good it's uh, very it's very touch and go with like who they would actually trade i can't even see them trading jacob to be quite honest um um, I know that there was all the yeah. talk about them trading, you know, Chris Kreider at the deadline that one year, and then they re-signed him for like what that seven-year contract. I mean, so we'll have to just wait and see because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. who they would actually want to trade. Because I still think Jacob Chupa is one of the most important parts of the core, and I know people hate his contract, and now people sometimes can't stand him on on this team. And I've I've seen those tweets, and I, I've seen people going after him, but I still think he's part of the core. Depends, I think, basically on how the team performs this year and we have to see how Panarin performs now with Vinny T as his center so I mean I think that's going to be and what and who his lineman is going to be on that line so speaking of lines I think the first line I think is set I think it's Mika Chris and Laffy I think Laffy is going to definitely be on the first line I cannot see anybody else on that on that first line um, I don't think you want to put you know Sammy Blay there I don't think you want to put uh, you know uh, Kras off there. I don't think you want to put any other person on that line. I don't think Kako deserves to be on the first line. Um, I think the first line is set. The second line is, well, we have two players on that line. We have two players here. We have two players there. So, um, And then, you know, you go back and forth on the fourth line between Hunt and Reeves, depending on, I guess, what team we play that we need Reeves to be on, uh, on the ice as the enforcer. But other than that, I don't, I don't see the lines that are fully set yet. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'll agree with you about the first line. Lafreniere should definitely be on that first line. He looked his best when he was playing with, with uh, Mika and Chris in that, what was it, seven or eight game stretch where he had, I think it was like six points. But then after when he got pushed down to the third line, he also scored. He was playing just as well on the third line as he was on the first line. So I think he's going to get a, a good chance to, to have some top six minutes for, for next season. Uh, the second line, in my opinion, I think Kako should go should be Panarin's uh, right winger. Uh, they work so well together. Kako works, worked, had, had the best production in like an eight-game stretch of, in any eight-game stretch of his career, I believe, when he played with Strom and Panarin last season. So I would love to see Kako get his, another chance to play with Panarin. In the third line, there's, you got some options there because you have Vlay, you have Kravtsov, Goudreau, maybe try Dryden Hunt up there. I know maybe people get mad at me for saying that, like, oh, why would you put Hunt on the third line? Just put him on the fourth line. But, you know, that's just some options that Gallant has for to work with. Um, I think any combination of, of those four guys would, would be good. My opinion, although I think it'd be best to go with Kravtsov, Heedle, and, uh, and Blay. Also, yeah, Heedle, too. I forgot him because he had a good playoff run. And then the fourth line, you have Barkley Goodrow centering, which means that's a that's a pretty deep center for, I'd say. So no, I yep, I think so. I think that I and I loved seeing Kaka with Panarin. So I mean, I think that's why people don't have to worry about him being signed because they know they need him on the on on this team. Number one and number two, he works very well with Panarin. And then you have, you know, you have Vinny now here as the center for that line, and it's going to be interesting to see how Panarin now plays because i know like last season everybody was complaining he wasn't shooting well he wasn't he wasn't shooting as much he was passing more he was getting more assists than goals but we'll see what happens now i mean with, with him and, and kako if they're when, if they're together and then Vinny being the center i think that line is going to be a high production high pro- productive line uh, third line definitely philip kittle is the center and then I can probably see, you know, I would like to, see, you know, you would like to see Hunt though on that line. Hunt is fast. He has speed. He wants speed with speed. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hunt on the third line. Um, I think he actually, he probably can earn that spot. Um, you know, he played, he played pretty good um, in that playoff game that he played. I mean, I know he didn't score any points, but he played pretty darn good. So I, I can see him playing on that third line. And the, four, and the fourth line is going to be like the grit line. I call it the gritty line. I mean, you'll have, you have Goodrow, you have Carpenter, and you have Reeves. Um, and you can always go in and out um, maybe with Sammy Blay on the fourth line between the fourth and third line. Um, so, I mean, it's going, to be a good, it's going to be an interesting mix to see. And then, of course, we have defense. We have Fox and Lindgren. You have Truba with Miller. And then I think Zach Jones is going to make it with Schneider. I think that's going to be the pairing. Um, and we'll see how that that pans out. I don't think Niles Lundqvist is that good. I mean, I, I don't mind him, but I like. I think I like Zach Jones much better than Niles Lundqvist. I'd like to see how 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 uh, Lundqvist looks. No, after his stint in the AHL and his stint, short stint with the Rangers last year, I'd like to see what those guys look like. That's what I'm most interested to see. That and you know how Othman and Will Cooley look in uh in camp. Also Gustav Riedel. Think he's gonna play some games in preseason. I'd like to see how those guys look. Um, yep. I de- yeah, I'll agree with you on the defensive pairings. I don't think I think Gallant is 
a bit stubborn and that he won't try. I would love to see a Fox Miller pairing because their skill sets match up. It would be fun, even if it's just for like a game or two. But I know, yeah, Fox Lindgren, the chemistry is there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they they had they played very well last year together. So. Um, yep, and I'll just mention, look yeah. at how bad Fox was in those two games against Pittsburgh when Lindgren was out. Right. He those he were his had, two those were his two yeah. worst games that he's ever played. Yep. Yeah. So if you lose if you lose his buddy, then you never know. But also, I mean, you got to look at. I don't know who who he was playing with. They were they had to rotate. So I don't know if an, I can't remember if Nemeth was on there or if he was playing with Braun. I sure hope that that the Rangers don't have him playing with like you know a seventh defenseman like Libor Hayek again. Yeah, uh, no, I I can see him playing with Miller. I think he had he had played when they were rotating in and out when when Lindgren was like in the locker room during the playoff games. I think Miller did come out and play a little bit with Fox. I mean, Fox wasn't that bad with Miller, um, but like again, like Truba and Miller actually connect, so you want that chemistry to stay, and you want Fox and Lindgren's chemistry to stay as well. Um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to mess up that chemistry. But I think this team is pretty much set. And I think this team is definitely a winning team. I cannot, you know, they're not going to go backwards. I think they're definitely going to, you know, go uh, a step up and make the conference. I will say they're going to they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals again. And I, I have predicted that they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. And I can tell you, because they traded Georgie to the Avalanche, I would not be surprised if we face him in the finals. That that's something that's that's so Ranger like, trading a guy that we didn't have as a starting goalie. And oh yeah, by the way, here we are facing him to win the Stanley Cup. Either he wins the cup or we do. That would be a crazy storyline. And yes, and that's basically like, you know, how our stories here in New York go. <laughs> I mean, that's basically would. how it goes. That would be really cool to see. I would I would very much enjoy that, but I wouldn't enjoy playing Colorado because they are uh, you know, that's a that team is built differently than than any team that I've seen in recent memory. I was very impressed with how they played against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were very, very aggressive. They didn't let Tampa Bay. They gave them a. They gave them a little bit to claw back into the series, especially in Game One when they had the three-one lead. But they were just so aggressive. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that at all. Yep, but, I mean, fast. I don't. I don't watch too many of the Avalanche games, so I had no idea what to expect going into it. But I was very impressed with, you know, just the speed from their forward core. All the defensemen could move the puck out. Uh, and but the one area where they they lacked they lacked in like expertise I'd say I guess you could say is uh, goaltending. Kemper mm-hmm. didn't really impress me, but they really didn't need much of a like a superb goalie. They just because they just had the puck pretty much the entire time. They dominated possession in in uh in that finals. So yes. Kemper had didn't have much as much work to do as like Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. They don't need a guy like Vasilevsky or Shostak. They just need someone that's average. And Georgiev, right. when he's playing, when he's playing like consistently, when he's a starter, we know that he puts in pretty good work. Like he puts in good, puts up good numbers. So that's a good pickup by Colorado. But I'll take the draft picks for Georgiev. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll definitely take those. Uh, you know, I mean, and then um, Colorado. I mean, they're fast. Like I watch a lot of the, a lot of games. So. They're definitely fast, and they always made you pay in the neutral zone. So, I mean, that's basically how they're set up. 
But obviously, yeah. they didn't re-sign all of their guys because they couldn't afford it either with the salary cap. So they're different. They're kind of a little different team this coming year, but not too much of a different team. They still have the main core that's there. So we'll stop. We'll have to just wait and see how it goes with the yeah, with the, that. The biggest uh, difference probably going to be Kadri. They're probably going to be without him. He's still looking to be signed. So I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Maybe he takes a one-year deal just to get signed if he's. Let's say it's a couple of weeks out from the start of the regular season. He still hasn't signed. Maybe he takes a one-year flyer just so he stays stays in shape. He did just put up the best year of his career, but he's asking for a sizable contract. Oh yeah, he's asking for way too much of a of a big contract. Um, you know they they had a lot of people who were uh, free agents, so we'll just have to wait and see how everybody. Uh, does but I mean the one team that I'm going to be surprised about is is Nashville Predators just going all out just all out in free agency all out and signing guys and um, trading for McDonough obviously Ryan McDonough um, I think uh, they really want to win it so I think they're tired of losing too so um, we'll see how they do I think they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to have maybe a little deep run against I say I can see them in the Western Conference final against the Avalanche. Um, and then for the Eastern Conference, I can see the Devils. The Devils did a lot of cool things for the, and during free agency here to make them a little bit better team than they were last year. Obviously, the Islanders didn't do anything, <laughs> which, you know, I don't care. Let them let them stay into their little, uh, the, the fish sticks logo is coming back, by the way. That's always a fun logo for them to wear. Um, but I can see the Devils trying to make a push for the playoffs not making the playoffs but really giving a push to make the playoffs like the wild card team again you know because i don't who knows every year i say well washington capitals are gonna they're not gonna make it and they make it every year pittsburgh they're done and they make it so i think it's gonna be between pittsburgh washington and the devils for that last wild card spot i um i think i, I don't know about the devils yet because I really don't like I really don't like Lindy Ruff as coach there. I think they did they just pick I think they picked up Andrew Brunette as a as an as a associate, right? I think am yeah. I, am I crazy? No, I, I thought I heard that. I thought it, yeah. I, I thought, thought I heard, I heard Andrew Brunette got pick, picked up by by the Devils. That's a good pickup for them. I don't know, they're just still a little too young and uh I mean their forwards are, are incredible. I, I really like the the build of their forward core. You know, you got Holtz there's Jack Hughes, Keisher, then um, and uh, who else? They have Dawson Mercer. They have too. So and and they have to resign Jesper Brad. If they get him back, then he's he's also very very good player, sneaky good player. Um, the goaltending is the the big issue issue there. Last year it cost them so many goals, so many games. Yep. If they could get some like even better goaltending and defense too. I don't trust that defense. I know they have Dougie Hamilton, but uh, I, I right. They just resigned. Him. They just resigned their um their guy Jonas, whatever his last name is. Dollar. Yes, they just signed. They just signed him for five years, so seventeen million. So well, we'll say, I, I just can see them just being a little feisty, trying to make the playoffs. I don't oh, think yeah, they're gonna yeah. make the playoffs. I don't. Right. I don't see them making it. And the Islanders, I don't see them making it either, since they don't know what they're doing over there. Um. Which is fine by me. Continue, continue to suck. It's okay. Right. Um, but I can just see them fighting for the last playoff spot with Washington and Pittsburgh, 
and then maybe one of those the other two teams may get Washington Pittsburgh again which we have to then suffer with that but um I can just see them trying to fight for it that's like I, could, I could see also see uh Ottawa and Detroit kind of taking a step forward this year maybe not making the playoffs but kind of like what you said making a being feisty getting right. in the in the conversation for wild, yes. the final wild card spot because right. they have a tough division. You know, Boston's still there. They still have Marshawn, Pasternak, right? They, uh, I think, I don't think Bergeron has signed yet, unless he did. And I'm crazy. Uh, but the the Maple Leafs are there too. Tampa Bay, Florida, they all got better. Um, if uh, if Detroit and in Ottawa, they they made some pretty good improvements. I'd say this this off season. Detroit just picked up a the goalie from St. Louis, Billy Huso, and that's a pretty good pretty good goaltender to have there. Um, right. Their younger guys are still getting better. I like the way they've drafted. Ottawa, too. They just picked up the Brinkett. They, got, they signed Giroux and add that to their young crop of players like Stutzla. Uh, they got Thomas Shabbat. They got Eric Brandstrom. Right. And Jake yep. Sanderson, too, they have. I don't and know. They, they, they signed Andrew Kopp. So they got Andrew Kopp there. That's, yeah, Detroit got Andrew Kopp. Yeah, that, that's another one. For, for both those teams, I think they could, they're going to be significantly better than last year. They're no longer automatic losses anymore. No. They're going uh, to nope. give you a run for your money. Yeah, so I can see that. I have to put yep. some effort in to, to win. Yep, I can see. I can see that. I can definitely see Detroit giving a little, like being feisty. Um, and then they have Andrew Kopp for like you know good leadership on that team. He already, you know, he he's made it now with the with the Rangers. He made the Eastern Conference Finals. He's he. I think he's a very good centerman. Um, so you know he can definitely teach the young guys you know how to play and and what to do on the ice. And I think he'll he'll definitely help that team, without a doubt. Um, Ottawa definitely. I can see Ottawa. Um, definitely being feisty as well. I mean, they did make, they did do some great things right now during the off season here. So we'll just have to see how that goes, but it's going to be fun to see what happens. I always, you know, I'm always excited to see what happens and preseason's fun because you get to see the younger guys get some more ice time during preseason and you get to see exactly what your team's future is going to look like. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how Othman looks i want to see what he what he what he looks like i never i've never watched like a game of his i've only seen highlights of him scoring goals through the msg 150s through stat boy stevens uh you know little highlights that he puts out every now and then of him he just had like over 50 goals i think in uh the ohl with uh the windsor spitfires i believe but yeah he's a from what i've heard he's a he's a he's a goal scorer and that's something the rangers haven't really had since like marion gabrick a guy that's just gonna no, I'm going to take this puck and I'm going to shoot it on the goalie and I'm going to score. I'm going to shoot it right past you. Right. And that's something the Rangers haven't had. We had it with Vitrano a little bit. A guy that's not afraid to shoot is what I'm talking about. Right. Yes. Yes. So maybe Othman could, could be like, a, not saying he will be a Marion Gavrick, like a 40 goal scorer, but maybe he could bring that, you know, not afraid to shoot mentality because we have a lot of guys, always seems to happen, a lot of guys that like to pass the puck to each other, wide open net. Let's just make an extra pass here and screw the opportunity up. I want to see less of that this year, and I want to see more shooting. That's what I would like to see from the Rangers. Yes, definitely. I, I, I always mark comment that we're never going to remember, oh, that was such a pretty freaking pass that so-and-so made. Look at that pass. No, we don't remember passes. We remember goals. So you always want to shoot more than pass more. And when they, when they get into that 
stupid mode of let's do the pretty passing stuff. It always pisses me off because I'm like, why are we passing like four or five times when the guy over there, player over there on the right, had like an open net and he didn't take the shot. He decided to pass it diagonally to the guy that's setting up in front. I'm like, oh my God, stop. Like with all those passes. And they've done that a couple of times. And we even seen that in the Pittsburgh series. We saw them try to then go back to their East Coast, West Coast crap with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes in that series. And they even started doing that in the Tampa series. So they got to stop doing that. They got to just pass. If, if Panarin has not learned from the Pittsburgh series when he won it in game seven, if you take the shot, you may actually shoot and score. So if he didn't take the shot, then who knows where we would have been after that game. Yeah, I still don't know how he got that overtime goal, and to this day, it still baffles me how it got through. There was, like, no room between, I think it was Latang that was in front of him, and the little bit of room that Jari gave up yes. on the, the short side, on his glove side. Yep. Uh, somehow, the puck found a way in, but yeah, you gotta take, take the shot. And I'm not saying, you know, as soon as you cross the blue line, take a no-screen wrist shot, you know what right. I mean? Like, don't... Right. Don't do no. that. Just no, don't do that. But like, try don't, and find like, a way to the right. to the slot area. Like, make a move there and and take the shot. Right. You know, or you know, there's like sometimes even on breakaways. Yeah. yeah. Like even on breakaways, sometimes like even like last season on breakaways, you had like two on one. Why do we have to make the extra pass? If you if you don't need to make the extra pass, sometimes you want to shoot, get the rebound, and then see what happens when you get a rebound. You know, I mean, don't don't make the extra pass. Like that extra pass always kills me when they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so let's end the show with some baseball. So it's our favorite time around here with the Subway Series. Now, instead of playing three games, they're playing two games each. So we're playing at City Field right now. City. F- so the Mets are hosting the first two games, um, Yankees versus Mets, and then the Yankees host the next two in August um, at Yankee Stadium. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, for Yankee news. Michael King does not need to have um, Tommy John surgery. He only needs to have um, regular surgery is what I've been looking at. Um, he has a UCL um, said to look pretty good for a pitcher that's looking like surgeries. They only need to repair the fracture. So 2023 said to be in play with hope that he can be ready for spring training. So that's, that's good news for Michael King because that was just dreaded watching that. Um, when he just threw that pitch and then you saw his, like literally you saw his elbow pop. It was not very fun to watch. Um, so I'm happy news on that. Um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the Yankees play against the Mets and the Mets play against the Yankees. Um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, well, Yankees are the best team in baseball. I'm a big Mets fan. Uh, so I'm hoping the Mets come away with the series W or yeah, take the two games in city field at the very least, but if it's anything like last year, it should be entertaining. Last year's Subway Series was incredible. Uh, all three games were, I think all three games were competitive, uh, especially that last one. That was a back-and-forth thriller. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. It's getting closer to the trade deadline. This is an exciting time if you're, if you're a fan of either the Yankees or the Mets because both teams are have had a lot of success this year. We'll have to see what they do in the playoffs, uh, assuming – the Mets get to that spot. Their division leads uh, kind of shrinking because the Braves don't want to lose. Um, they're too good. I've heard some rumblings, though, that, you know, Trey Mancini might be coming to the Mets. I don't know if anything's, like, official or anything, but I've just, I just saw some, some people say, like, oh, 
Trey Mancini to the Mets is picking up steam, even though the Mets just got Daniel Vogelbach from from the Pirates. And uh, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens there, but it should be an exciting series. Hope the Mets could, could come away, and you know, hopefully DeGrom comes back sooner rather than later because uh, the Mets could use some, some extra pitching, even though it's been pretty terrific recently. The Bats just going to need to, to pick up steam, keep going off the momentum from uh, that, the last game against the Padres. Right. Well, let's see. Tonight is Montgomery versus Walker tonight. Um, so, I, you know, Jordan M- Montgomery is, eh, you know, I mean, I, I, six piece. He had 6.1 innings surrendering two runs on seven hits um, against eight strikeouts to give the team a chance to win the, against the Astros, which is their um, nemesis, <laughs> big time nemesis. Um, so Montgomery's not been that bad. So, um, you know, I mean, he's three and two with a 3.24 ERA. Um, I don't, I don't think it's going to really come down to pitching tonight. I think it's just going to come down to, um, who's going to get, uh, more hits and more runs. Basically. I, I, I mean, judges on like a really awesome tear to hit home runs. I mean, he's got 37, um, I can see him hitting a home run tonight. I can see Stanton, if he's playing tonight, hitting a home run. Of course, Carpenter um, is, like, ridiculous. Um, no one ever thought that um, Carpenter would be like this. Um, I know when the Yankees picked him up, every, all the Yankee fans on Twitter were like, oh, my God, why the hell did we pick up Carpenter? Um, and now they love him. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I can see it being a split. I can see Yankees winning tonight, Mets winning tomorrow. Uh and only reason is because uh, uh, German play- pitches tomorrow. Um, he he has he had a disastrous outing against the uh, against the Astros. Um, he gave like five runs on like six hits. So I don't even know why we're even bothering with him. To be quite honest, I know everyone like loves him and he really shouldn't be there. The Mets haven't announced a starter for tomorrow, so we're still waiting to see um, who that is. That's going to be probably won't know till tomorrow. Um, but you know, I love these games. It, the competition is always great. Um, and I actually am a Yankee fan, so I actually like City Field rather than Yankee Stadium. And I've said it many times. City Field feels more like a ballpark to me. Yankee Stadium feels like it's a mall. And then, oh yeah, by the way, there's a field. <laughs> I mean, that's basically like Yankee Stadium to me. So it's not the old Yankee Stadium. The old Yankee Stadium was like the best ever that I ever. You know, I've gone to other away games and like you know. I've definitely gone, gone to Red Sox games. I've gone to Baltimore Orioles games, Philadelphia. When we, when we played Philadelphia Phillies, I've gone to their stadium. Um, different, oh, Tampa Stadium. I've gone to that stadium. I'm trying to think what other games I've gone to. But the old Yankee Stadium tops all stadiums. Um, but City Field is definitely, uh, I love that stadium. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The Mets, without their two top pitchers in, in, Matt, in Max, and DeGrom have really kept themselves really afloat without them. So, uh, you know, you have to give kudos to, to them to stay afloat like that without your, without your top two pitchers. Not, not, you know, criticizing the rest of the pitching staff, but you, you have your two top pitchers that, oh, yeah, by the way, they haven't really pitched at all. Um, DeGrom's still not even in yet. Um, and they're on top of their division i know by a slim by a slim margin right now with uh, the braves making a big run but you know i still give kudos to the mats for exactly just fighting everything and putting everything into their game i mean you have pete Le- pete lafonso i love pete i think he he definitely he's definitely the face of that franchise 
um, without a doubt. Um, he's he's energetic. I love watching him during the All Star break um, with the with the home run derby. Um, oh my god! Like and then lifting weights before then. <laughs> he sounds he's downstairs in I guess the weight room wherever it is, <laughs> lifting weights before he goes out there. I thought that was that was pretty good. Um, you know, but I I just I, I love how the Mets are are they're exciting to watch. They're not they're not like oh it's just the Mets like we used to say oh it's just the Mets just the Mets. But no, they're really they really try their best to put their best A game forward regardless of who's pitching. Um, so I mean it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because last year the Mets beat the Yankees in both. So in both in both subway series, they took two out of three, I believe, at City, and then September 11th was the last series that we had in September, and they took, I believe, two out of three there too. So they won both series last year. So it's on the Yankees this time to win it this time around, and it's only two games, which sucks. But you know what? What am I going to do? Wouldn't it be cool if the, if there was a Mets Yankees World Series again? Oh, I uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had my God. My heart was like literally in the year two thousand, literally in my in my in my throat the entire series. Um, I really thought the Mets were going to pull that out. I want to tell you the truth. Um, I yeah. was shocked that the Yankees won. Um, you know, with uh, Al Leiter was there on that team, and I mean the pitching staff was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I can see, I can see it. It's a possibility. I mean, anything, anything is possible. But for that to happen. The Yankees have to pray and hope that the Astros are are not there, literally, because <laughs> yeah. I, for some bleeping reason, they cannot beat that team. It's like a mental thing with them. I have not I, literally. I don't think it's anything physical. They can't get hits, whatever. I think it's a mental block with them. Um, but like I said to some Yankee fans on Twitter, you know what? Who cares if you lose the regular season games to them? I'd rather you lose the regular season games than lose playoff games because playoff games matter more, obviously, than regular season games. Um, it doesn't for the series. I know I think that because the Astros won this. I don't think they play them anymore. I haven't checked the schedule, but I think they have like, you know, the, um, you know, the home field advantage for now if they play them. I don't know how that works, but they definitely have more wins than um than the Yankees do. And they also got no hit from the Astros, which was a very painstaking game to watch. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how everything plays off. I mean, right now as it looks, it looks like the Yankees are one, Astros are two. I think the Mets are one and I don't know who comes after them. I haven't looked in the National League in a while. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, especially come October. You know, when you have football happening, you have hockey happening, you have basketball starting up again around here, you know, you'll definitely get players from those teams, Jets, Giants, uh, Knicks, Nets, and then obviously hockey, you know, Rangers team of players going to those playoff games. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that it, w- it would be like, I'm excited to see what happens there. And to your point about what you, uh, the Astros not being the Astros, maybe it's like a mental block. Uh, being that, you know, the Astros cheated, yes. But yeah, at some point, you're going to have to get over that. I don't think they're cheating anymore. Nope. It happened, yeah, and they shouldn't have done it. Yes, for sure. Um, and they should be stripped of their title, in my opinion, because it, it was illegitimate. They basically screwed over 
the Yankees and the Dodgers. Um, and the Nationals, two years later, really did it justice by beating them in seven games. So oh, even, God, though yes. I, even though I hate the Nationals because they play their rivals with the Mets, it was good to see them beat a team. Like It's good to see them because at the time we, we didn't have the full report when they won. We had only heard rumblings, I guess. But shortly after, that's when everything was released, and that's when we, we learned about everything right. um, officially. So right. seeing the, the Nationals come away with that is, is, is good to see. But I think that the Yankees, I don't know what players, maybe maybe Judge, whoever was on that team in 2017. Uh, there's probably still a lot of guys that were on that team. I, I don't know it by heart, but maybe they Yeah, gotta, Judge was there. Yeah, forget about that it happened that that they did that and you know just focus on now because they're still beating you without cheating. So technically they're better than you. So are you going to let that happen or right. is uh is are you going to are you going to make something are you going to do something about it? Right. And then in the National League you have the Dodgers. So the Do- uh, the Mets record is 59 and 37. You got the Brewers 53 and 44, and you got the Dodgers 64 and 31. In the American League, we have the Yankees 66 and 31, Twins 52 and 44, and the Astros 64 and 33. So I mean, the Astros are like right behind the Yankees, basically. Um, right now, the Yankees still hold the top um, record. Home, the Yankees are 37 and 12. Away, they are 29 and 19. Mets. The Mets are 29 and 17 at home and away they are 30 and 20. So, I mean, it's pretty even for a home and away. I mean, I, I can't say it's not. I, you know, I mean, the Yankees have had make a little bit more home games than the Mets have. But uh, but other than that, I mean, so it'll be interesting tonight to see what happens. They're, it, they're yeah, always fun. Yeah, I can't wait for tonight's game. I'm excited to see. Well, because that's all we have. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. July. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you don't, if you're not a baseball fan, you don't watch baseball. You have nothing right now. Right. So, for all those that are, you know, just hockey fans or just football fans, uh, maybe you should watch some baseball <laughs> because yeah. that's all you have. I know training camp happens. I just want to like just take a chance. Please stop tweeting about training camp. I don't care what Daniel Jones and what Zach Wilson will do in training camp. It's camp. It's practice. I don't care if they go six for six in their reps. It's practice. Why do we have to tweet this crap? I don't know. But I don't care because they're not playing real games that count. When it starts counting like the preseason games, those games count. Because we're kind of getting an insight as to what's going to happen for the season. A little insight. I mean, not too much of an insight until we have the games that start in September. So for all those people out there that are going to tweet to me and tell me, well, look at how good he is in practice. Great. He's supposed to be good in practice. That's how you get better by practicing. I don't care what happens to Zach Wilson in practice. I don't care what Daniel Jones does in practice. I care what they do in regular season games. Yeah, it's just as long as they don't get hurt in practice. Right. Well, right. Yes. No injuries in practice. And usually that's usually what happens with the Jets. If you're a Jets fan, if you know any Jets fans out there, uh, that's usually what happens. They end up, someone always ends up getting hurt and then they're out four to six weeks. (laughs) Whoops. You know, so I mean, that's why also they limited the number of preseason games because they didn't want players to get hurt. But 
their bodies have to get ready for games, though. I mean, game uh, it's it's just like hockey to me. Hockey and football are kind of similar, where it's the most physical. They're most the most physical sports. I mean, basketball is not as physical as them, and neither is baseball. Um, baseball is physical, but it's not as you know. There's no contact on contact. Um, so I mean, you have to have players get ready for games, and you have to have players have their bodies have to be ready. But do we not have to? Tweet? I, I know I'm going to see the tweets too. Well, Zach Wilson went six for nine through one interception and had one touchdown. And then I'm going to hear then Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones went eight for ten, two interceptions, and he got one touchdown. And then I'm going to see that then the responses at the end. He sucks. He's a bust. We need a new quarterback. And then I'm like, oh, my God, how can you say that when it's just practice? It's practice that they're practicing when it's the game and it's on the line. Then it's a different story. So then I'll get into football and my fantasy football um, show next week. We'll start talking about football um, this week. No, n- not really football this week. We'll talk football next week. All right. So thank you very much for joining me on my show. I appreciate you coming on. I had so much fun talking with you. We should definitely do this again. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Good talking to you. We should definitely do this when hockey season actually starts. So we can then we then once we see like how the teams are, maybe like a month into the season, we should get together again and definitely do this again and talk about how we think our team is doing. What's what do you think the adjustments should be and all that kind of stuff? Because that'll be fun. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So thanks so much. Have a great rest of the day. Guys that listen to my show, I will be on my usual Friday show, which is the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm Friday. So look for the link on Friday and I will post that up on YouTube. I post it up on Twitter. I post it up on Pinterest for those that are on Pinterest. And um, I post that up on Facebook every now and then. So I will see you all Friday. Bye.